back to the podcast back to talk back to theory and theology i don't even know what podcast i'm on um so got some topics i want to dive into that are a little interesting so i was watching a clip of jordan peterson talking to joe rogan so a lot of people know you know joe rogan involved with MMA, um, very intellectual guy, um, has a, like, world-renowned podcast, um, and a brand, and definitely has on a lot of different forms of celebrities, and has very interesting conversations with them, um, so part of when he, he was speaking with Jordan Peterson, um, so Jordan Peterson is a licensed clinician um, working in the field of psych and, you know, takes on clients and was having some problematic situations recently. Um, let me see if I can tell when the video was recorded. Um, the one I watched earlier. I feel like it may have been new, but I don't know for sure. So let me see. Um. Dang, I don't know. It doesn't say. Um. If I click on it, it's gonna turn off my recording here. I feel it was recent, though. Let me see. Uh, so, the title of it is The Re-Education of Jordan Peterson. So, I think I can type it in and see. So, three days ago. So, near, um, January 28th of, um, 2023. Um, so basically, according to Jordan Peterson's account, he is being targeted by the board, the licensing board. They're enforcing, you know, uh, demands on him to have to go through this re-education type of process it seems like he's stating it is he's being told it's indefinite an indefinite amount of time uh, spent with a um social media coach of a sort um he also mentioned that people in many fields where there's licensing required are, you know, getting the same kind of backlash from boards who are basically stating that, you know, if they're seeing complaints, then these complaints are um, kind of coming on the radar. Uh, and so the way Jordan Peterson described those complaints is there were people in his comments 
that he said there was a percentage the majority of the percentage so i don't know what percentage didn't didn't fall into this specific category that is problematic so it seems like the problematic aspect is that the board these licensing boards of professions like you know nursing or whatever you know where you you know have to be trained to get licensed to practice um a lot of these boards can look at comments and basically determine if they need to take some form of a disciplinary action against um uh the licensed professionals uh based on these comments and the comments that Jordan Peterson described which were problematic seem to be based on when Jordan Peterson mentioned some comments about things such as like a women's magazine I don't know if they had like a plus sized person on there or if it was someone who he didn't find attractive now I can't recall if it was weight I believe he said there was something where people were saying that he was fat shaming um there was something else where he made a comment about something like it was an opinion it was an opinionated comment um uh so I'm wondering I'm wondering, censorship-wise, can someone lose their license for having political views that don't match that of a licensing board? Who is making these questions? Uh, who, Who is targeting these professionals? Like, is it their job to go through the comments look for negative comments, create a, compile a list of types of complaints, because it sounds like they're not doing a very good job of tracking the complaints. If it's complaints about political opinions, I believe everyone has the right to say whatever the heck they want to say, at least as far as I know. Um, now, if you're working for a specific company and you're representative of a specific company, you might not be able to go do that. But I believe he works for himself. And he says there was another allegation that, you know, these people were falsifying information stating that they were previous clients of his, of Jordan Peterson's, uh, so I'm assuming that means that they were stating that they received some type of therapeutic service. Now, um, Jordan Peterson stated these people who stated they were clients of his, I don't know if it was 100% of them or a large percentage of them. I don't remember, but it seems like these clients, at least the majority, if not all, were basically not clients of his. Um, He stated that, you know, there may be four degrees of separation, so he didn't know these people directly. 
they didn't know anybody that he knew. Um, other people that those people knew still didn't know them. And then a fourth layer of people that those people knew that he knew didn't know these people either who were making these allegations against him and complaints uh, stating that they were his clients. And so either they're working under a different name and making comments or, you know, I mean, that's something you can't really reveal. You can't like actively be like, oh, like my client was commenting, you know, that's a confidentiality breach for sure. But I don't know if you can I mean, I think you can protect yourself and be like, no, that person was not my client. Um, You can't state who is your client, but you can say, like, no, I never professionally served this person. Um, Now, I don't know if he does any, like, non-build or off, you know, off-the-books kind of services. Um... I find it strange that, you know, clients would be in the comments providing, you know, feedback. I feel like most of the time when someone has a comment for, well, not really a comment, but a complaint, a medical complaint against a provider they're not going to go to YouTube or Twitter or whatever. Like, they're going to basically go straight to, you know, either the licensing board or some form of, you know, the insurance or make some kind of formal complaint and go a formal route unless this is a new type of um, complaint method where people are using social media which I don't know. Um, I wonder if they're trolls. I wonder if they're bots. Um, now, I can't take... I'm, I'm hesitant to take the side of somebody where I literally listened to less than 10 minutes of, you know, a portion of a conversation that I didn't even hear the whole thing of and go out of my way to, like, say that I want to try to protect Jordan Peterson or whatever. Um, I don't know him. I know the name. I don't know him personally. Um, but it's very thought-provoking and very scary to think, um, that, you know, social media is being used to keep people in, in line and brainwashed and, um, in the dark, um, to the point where certain public figures or people with licenses are no longer allowed or are becoming no longer allowed to express their opinions. Uh, and this isn't even opinions about the government, opinions about different countries or leaders in other countries or any kind of like wartime like commentary or anything like it doesn't sound like he was talking about anything to that extent mind you I did not go through and read all this stuff or watch all this stuff 
it's just something that I'm taking from a a nine nine minute something second clip. Um but I have definitely noticed that social media does in fact uh not play equally with groups of people. So if we're now seeing this with licensing, um I mean, it comes up in other places, too. I'll talk about it a little bit, but about, like, LGBT populations, it comes up with those populations, too. Uh, stuff getting banned and whatnot. Um, so, I, you know, those are the questions that are coming to my mind right now about this topic. Um, it sounds like it's been going on for years. There have been lawsuits against him for years, um, multiple lawsuits. And so I wonder if it's because he's a public figure. I mean, a lot of these people, you know, they kind of do have some shady methods about them. So I'm not going to put it past anybody to be like, oh yeah, like these people were really victimized and they're speaking out, and now someone in a position of power is saying that they're lying. That can very easily happen. Um, But also, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are saying all kinds of things, lately (laughs) I don't know if it's like a 2023 thing but there are a lot of public figures like Andrew Tate and such who are just kind of out there talking about whatever they're saying and a lot of people are getting upset there's a lot of controversy uh people like drama um Uh, People like tabloid style, you know, choose an enemy kind of thing. Uh, People like to debate and argue and choose a side and be like, my belief is better than the others. Um, What I try to do on here, which isn't always possible for me because I'm only a human being. But what I try to do is to kind of bring some different perspectives I'm not really trying to take sides because I don't want that to come back and bite me and be like, oh, like you were saying all this. Like, I would feel more comfortable if it was either someone I knew or someone who I, you know, followed very routinely where I would be like caught up to their content. Like, there are a lot of people on YouTube and such that, you know, I'm definitely, I, I, I consume their content like nothing else. Like, I... Like, every time there's something new, I will watch it. I will rewatch it. Like, there's some content out there that I just love so much that really, like, resonates with me. Um, other stuff, you know, I just, I don't follow every single thing. Uh, and some stuff I'm, like, hit or miss. It depends if it's a topic I like or I'm into at the moment or what. So, um, I'm I'm just curious about those things, you know, like, that's... Mostly what's going on is just a a natural curiosity. I'm not um, blaming or taking a side or 
assuming much, but I do think it is scary. Um, <clears throat> it is a little bit scary to think that there's a form of censorship taking place against things, against professionals who might not even really be in the wrong and their rights are being kind of taken away and they're at legal risk. I mean, that's scary to hear, you know? So if I got licensed in something, like I never got licensed in psych because I never really wanted to continue going a clinical route. I knew that about myself, but um, I love the topic and I loved working with the clients and I was like, I'm going to do this until I decide otherwise. And so I can't imagine, you know, if I got licensed and then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, I think you have to be popular for this to happen. But say, for example, if one of the podcasts had caught wind and, you know, now I'm getting sued by somebody who says they were my client. It's like, what, (laughs) you know, like. You know, something like that could easily happen to anybody. Um, Now, I... Okay, so another thing that just comes to my mind on that end... And I hate to say this. I hate to say this. I hate to say it. But I'm not... um, I'm not... um, I wouldn't put it past anybody specifically to avoid a method like this. So I'll explain what I'm trying to say. Um, Sometimes, and I believe it's a small percentage of people who have a form of a mental health situation going on, do actually go after uh, other people. Now, I've worked with mostly uh, people who have been uh, trampled, not currently, I'm not working actually currently, so let me rephrase that. I was previously and quite recently, up until quite recently, I was working with clients that were, you know, at or below the poverty level Many had no income, many were homeless, many had pervasive mental illness types of issues, Um, a lot of things stemming from childhood uh, that just seeped into adulthood, unfortunately, and, you know, they were trying their best to live, you know, happy lives, and, you know, with financial struggles around every corner, and... Um, severe enough issues that they weren't necessarily always able to work or maintain employment because of their symptoms. And so they couldn't really support themselves. And because the symptoms, you know, they have these relapses very often. Like, I know relapse has like a negative connotation, like with substances and, you know, it almost assumes that somebody's doing something on purpose, but that's not you know really what it means like basically the the symptoms can be recurring so it could be like mood problems where it's like okay now this person didn't like sleep all of a sudden for three or four days and now you know they're having instead of a manic episode now they're in a depressive state and they're 
you know, not able to get out of bed and not able to eat healthy and not able to go and do what they need to go do uh, or go to work or go to school or, you know, do the things that they need to do. Um, They're not able to do those things. And so because, you know, of those situations, there were there was constant, you know, risk happening, people needing hospitalizations, all these types of things. And so I would say that population, I don't believe I ever had any real issues with privacy, maybe two people, I would say. I suspected three, probably two. One of them definitely told me that they looked me up and everything. Um, now, they didn't do anything with this information. I think it was mostly because they wanted to see kind of more about my life because, you know, they were dealing with a lot of homelessness situations. And, you know, sometimes people want to know, like, what's your address? Where do you live? Like, are you living up in Malibu while you're coming over here to my you know, tarp tent thing to come visit me by my shopping cart. Like, it's kind of like, what's your situation? Like, they kind of want to know who they're talking to, uh, which I get. And I was kind of like, ooh, that's kind of an invasion, you know. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know, I know that it wasn't just this person who's ever looked things up. And I make for sure that my records aren't, like, accurate to the T, to the date online. Like, I've always kept alternate addresses, alternate phone numbers, and just never update them. So maybe it was a place where I had lived before, but I don't currently live there. Maybe it's a number I used to use, but I don't use it. Um, So most of my public records aren't going to be accurate like that. But, uh, like, I don't post things on Facebook. Like, I never even updated on Facebook that I even moved to San Diego in the first place. And so, you know, like, that's not even on there. The schools I went to, that's not on there. Um, I kind of keep it, you know, I keep my information to myself. And so, um, yeah, they can look up a form of information, but I'm pretty careful. Um, Other than podcasting, I would say I'm not too careful with that, but... um, I'm saying all that to say that, you know, I've had some experiences with people who, you know, had some kind of issues coming up and who were really just, you know, not pleasant people, but I've never had anybody take some kind of action against me um, to try to get me into any trouble, first of all, because I've never really actively done anything to somebody Um, and second of all, because I do apologize if I feel like someone's feelings got hurt or if they're upset with me, you know, I do show that I care and try to like, you know, just be like, Hey, you know, I know, you know, uh, that didn't go over so well, or maybe my tone wasn't right. Or maybe I thought you were joking or something, you know, like, you know, we're humans, we make mistakes, you know, I I can't say that I've had... 110% of perfect therapy sessions, you know, like I've had some sessions where I was like, you know, some group sessions that didn't go so well, um, with some of the members yelling at each other and one of them never wanted to come back or like 
some individual therapy sessions where somebody just, you know, like, just was popping off or like I said something like, oh, I'm going to assign you to a case manager, but they thought I had already done that and made a whole big argument and didn't want to talk anymore and cussed me out on the phone and that kind of thing. And so it's kind of like, yeah, I've had definitely like negative situations where I had to come back to it and, you know, be like, hey, like, I am sorry that that happened that way. Um, I just want to let you know that I'm not like happy that you're upset. Um, and, you know, I, I would always tell my, you know, higher ups, my supervisors and be like, hey, look, we're trying to problem solve this issue. Um, and there would always be something tangible after the fact that, you know, would show that, you know, we're putting in some effort to like make the groups better or make, you know, um, this process better of like updating people about the services available or whatever it may be. Um, and you know, just taking action on it. Like there's not much more that I can do, you know? Um, and so I think they saw that I was trying, but also with impoverished groups of people, um, I think, you know, they weren't really trying to like, like, I feel like if they don't want to talk to you, usually they just exit stage left and they just eventually after 90 days fall off the caseload because they're, they've been inactive and, you know, they may or may not come back into services or they may request to work with a different provider that's not me, but usually I have a good reputation. It's just been like a handful of people. And when you think of it, if there's someone who's having severe issues, they're... It, there are going to be times where, you know, their anger or their mood or their anxiety or their trauma and these different things are going to get triggered and it comes back on the therapist for sure. Now, if I think about Jordan Peterson's crowd of clientele uh, that he's treated, I'm going to assume it's not the same type of people. It's not Medi-Cal um, you know, it's not probably people who are homeless. He's probably not going out on the street live to like meet people. Um, it's a whole different clientele that I'm assuming has some kind of money. He probably does pro bono work too, but he probably charges, meaning that people have insurance and money. And those people, not all people who have insurance and money have some kind of like an issue but I do think if you are a therapist and people are paying for your services out of pocket, they expect a little bit of a different type of treatment. And I think, you know, there are some people that might be types of like tycoons and professionals in certain fields. Maybe those people have a, a certain type of like, let me let me go after you kind of mentality. I, you know, I could see, you know, okay. So the, the reason why I'm saying this is because when you study personality profiles, a lot of times you can look at something like, um, certain business professionals, um, certain people in like high management positions. Now these people tend to have certain qualities to them a lot of times, like across the board, overall a lot of times not a hundred percent like there's always going to be somebody who has different 
variables going on that doesn't really meet, you know, it doesn't fit into the little box. So when I think about the people that he might be serving, they might be people who can afford services, people who have good insurance. Um, A lot of them might be, you know, professionals in a way where they might have a certain personality profile to them that, you know, comes with certain personality attributes that when you add a mental health issue on top of those attributes, you get problems. Now, I've only spoken slightly about this, but I've had a couple professors, one supervisor, um, maybe a one other person or so in my life. So I'd say maybe about four or five people in my life who were higher up professionals who definitely had a hold over me who were not good people. They were abusive. They knew they were getting away with being abusive after kind of being brave enough to be open with other people in my cohort and other people kind of like in my, you know, either student level or work level and, you know, taking it outside of the space and having like a personal conversation with these people not to like bash those like supervisors or professors but to just be like hey what's it like for you and then finding out that you know some of these people have had other encounters with other students and staff where they lied about the same things that they lied to me about they you know were abusive in the same ways they were abusive towards me they were doing this to other people Um, They were manipulative in the same ways. They kind of held their power over a lot of us in certain ways. Um, And this is just in the field of psychology. So I know that they exist. I know that certain people exist in fields that, you know, choose certain positions of power, but they have a lot of issues. I'm not saying everybody but there are people who choose those power positions and then abuse the position. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's possible Jordan Peterson might have clients within that range. And if within the amount of time I went to school and, you know, worked in this profession and the amount of people that I came across, um, you would think he's probably come across more of those people, therefore would have problems of a higher level because, you know, for me, all they can really hold against me is, like, grades, degrees, jobs, like, yeah, it's big stuff, but um, I ended up being able to have a good enough reputation where, you know, people were, like, it wasn't very obvious that um, somebody was really trying to um, make a negative, um, make my life negative. Um, but yeah, I did know that they did have these patterns. It wasn't like it was just me. It wasn't like it just came out of the blue. It wasn't like they had just started doing these things. They were doing these things before. And so I would say 
you know, when we when we take this type of stuff, when we look at this type of stuff, those are the types of things I would like to know. I'd like to know more about these people that were Jordan Peterson's clients. <clears throat> you know, I could see, you know, if they were the types of people that were like the abusive type of supervisor types that I've had, I could see those people going like absolute wild, you know, if they had a therapist like Jordan Peterson and felt like somebody insulted their ego or if they felt like they didn't have a power, a powerful role in talking to that therapist that they would go after that person. I could see them doing something like that. Um, lying about things and, you know, trying to like extort money out of somebody. Um, but I hate saying that because I don't want to paint like mental health and like, you know, mental, mental health or mental illness or mental symptoms in like such a negative light because it is normal for people to have, you know, mood changes and all kinds of like difficult um, challenges like that. It is possible. Um, it is normal. Not everybody gets a diagnosis. Not everybody needs medications. Um, I feel like therapy should be almost like how you go to the dentist, how you go get your vision checked, how you go get a physical, you know, go talk to a therapist once a year. Like, I can't tell, I can't tell people what to do, but I think it would help for people to get a psyche val maybe once a year or so. Um, just as part of, like, a routine, like, health protocol. <clears throat> Again, I can't tell people to do that, but I would see that it could be beneficial for a lot of types of people. So, I... Um, yeah, that's kind of what I would say about those topics. Um, like when it comes to Jordan Peterson in particular, I don't really know him, but, uh, it's very possible that he's a villain. It's very possible that he's a victim. I don't really know. I think it's just interesting in general that this is even a topic. Um, uh, and, you know, I really don't want to try to paint people with mental health challenges to be in, you know, like, oh, it's their fault or whatever. Because um, like I mentioned, a lot of people, you know, have been victims of a system but I from my experience from my own personal experience this isn't research evidence based or anything just from compiling my own firsthand world life experience I've noticed that the people with the higher positions and the money as clients can be a problem I would say maybe more than the people who don't have the money 
Um, like I said, most of the time the people who are very poor aren't gonna go online and try to, like, sue somebody. Like, they're basically, like, unless something actually happens. But I don't think they would use that route. I think they would talk to the insurance or talk to whatever other company. They wouldn't necessarily talk to the actual provider through YouTube comments. Like, that doesn't sound normal. Um, but again, I mean, um, there definitely are people that I've encountered that are higher up and, you know, can cause a lot of pain to people. And the more you challenge them, the more you see the ugly teeth and the the eyes turning glowing red and all that kind of stuff, like, figuratively speaking. Like, you kind of notice they try to play hardball, and you can't even really speak your truth because they lie. And so I could see someone like Jordan Peterson, unfortunately, being trapped in a situation that might be like that, where there's somebody who's just lying on him and you know there's not going to be much he can do about it if it's especially if it's coming from a place of uh uh of an illness if it, if it's a client or potentially was a client who had or has an illness and they're kind of in one of these roles where they are able to kind of throw their power around, I wouldn't put it past them to be trying to sue him. Um, just from the amount of people I've dealt with that were not clients, but I could see how, you know, they could be somebody's client and doing that. Um, there are a lot of people in management positions that definitely have it together that are definitely nice and there are others who definitely have other issues um, that they chose those positions so that they could throw their weight around and not be pleasant. Um, and so, yeah, maybe these are two completely different topics, but I think they're related um, or potentially could be related. I don't know what other people think. Um, I do think um, that it's that it's not too far of a claim for a client to say that you know a therapist was doing something in the wrong. Like I wouldn't say always stick up for the therapist. I wouldn't say that. Um. um like, I think I've known a couple therapists that didn't do good. Um, like, they weren't actively doing anything wrong. Um, they weren't actively doing something, like, against somebody. But um, maybe they just needed breaks or something. Um, but, like, it wasn't anything, like, reportable. But you know, um, it wasn't perfection either, so, yeah, that's kind of 
my take on the Jordan Peterson situation. Um, I don't know what other people think. I'm, I'm curious to know. Um, I don't like looking into drama and stuff too much, but I'll probably look into it a little bit. Um, I'm not really into kind of being like, oh, like, let's see all the dramatic angles. Um, that's why I do appreciate how Joe Rogan's podcast kind of breaks up the topics into like smaller, more interesting ones. Um, or smaller, more focused topics. Um, and I don't know, like... I do think if somebody's had years of lawsuits against them, um, that's probably why he's getting targeted, because he's had other lawsuits, um, so it might not just be because he's licensed and political, um, and talking online, it might be because he's had a history of people having complaints against him, so maybe there's some eyes from the board like on him now but for them to try to make him do some kind of indefinite um training uh indefinite length of training um to me that sounds a little bit ridiculous um especially the way he describes it because he's saying that you know he needs to do the training they're not telling him how long it's going to be for he has to pay for it out of his pocket and energy and um it's by some kind of social media type of coach or something and he was like well what makes them a trained professional are they licensed like that field doesn't really exist um you know so he's a little bit like what are they going to teach him um, and then when I think of it, I'm like, does he, is he even saying anything that bad? I mean, from the stuff he mentioned, it didn't seem that bad. Like, having client accusations against you isn't a good look. But just expressing your strange opinions on the internet, I mean, and the stuff he said didn't sound, at least the stuff he explained, didn't sound that bad to the point where it was like oh gosh like how did he say that like it wasn't like how people complain about Andrew Tate and there's like this controversy about like how he's maybe like saying things that are like a little crossing certain lines um and then some other allegations against him about you know abuse and trafficking and all sorts of other stuff um that's a whole different thing but um, I don't know. Look into it. Look into personality profiles of different types of people. I mean, they have them for like serial killers and all all types of people who do good things and bad things. And um, you know, a lot of those uh, profiles can be predictive in a lot of ways of the potential that you know, some people try to get away with certain stuff, and, you know, it's in their nature, or at least it's currently in their nature, maybe they weren't born like that, but 
Maybe it was something in their past. Maybe it was just something with their brain, how they were born. I don't know. Um, But, you know, there's definitely some evidence that potentially, you know, there are themes that arise. And I'm big on themes. I'm big on data. Um, And when I see, like, themes and trends, you know, I... I kind of look for that in work. That's something that I look for. Like in professional, in my professional life, I've always kind of looked at kind of trends that I notice. And especially when something new starts appearing, uh, you know, just taking, taking consideration of it. But yeah, like, like, I'm not trying to say that this guy's perfect or like leave him alone or whatever. But it just doesn't seem like what he did is so bad that he needs to be re-coached. I mean, I think about people like Trump or whatever and all the weird stuff they say on the internet. Or think about someone like Andrew Tate and all the weird stuff he's said on the internet. It's like a lot of that stuff is far more controversial than the stuff that Jordan Peterson mentioned. So it's kind of like, okay, why were they able to get away with it for so long? But he's not. Um, and I think maybe just that part about having that license makes you a professional. So maybe that's what it is. When you have the license, you're a professional. There's a board that's keeping an eye on you and maybe they're, you know, paying more attention to lifestyle content versus professional content. Like, I'm pretty sure he's not expressing these opinions on his therapy website or whatever. Um, It seems like he's just active on social media and people are looking at the stuff he says. Um, But I just wonder, because I know a lot of licensed clinicians. Like, I know a lot of clinicians who weren't licensed and now they are. So I wonder, you know, if someone like them could get in trouble for just some stupid you know, Instagram post or something, like, you know, who knows, but it's definitely something to have knowledge about, um, they might just be trying to keep the more popular voices in check, um, and not, you know, kind of trying to, like, nip things early so that they don't feel, like, comfortable getting out of hand, but this seems like it's been going on for years, so I feel like it's not like a sudden, instant thing that just happened. It sounds like it's been going on for a while now, and there hasn't been like a full resolution of the issue. They just want him to stop. And I don't know if he's being accurate with what he described as what he was doing. I don't really see it as a big deal. Um... Like, unless he was actually harming clients or being, like, prejudiced against them or something, I don't really see it as, you know, like, I kind of get that, you know, certain people in a public eye, especially if you're looking at the field of psych or something, you know, people need to be a little bit conscious of, like, who might be consuming their content. Um, It's not really a good look to have, you know... Um, a clinical professional uh, fat shaming or doing other things like that like it's not like a good look but 
I mean, if he's not like, you know, declining to treat certain people or, you know, talking about his clients or doing anything illegal, like, I don't really see what the issue is. Like, I feel like they're kind of taking it too far. With the information I have, it feels like it's going too far. Um, and it worries me if they're really going to take it to that length for multiple years. Um, I wonder what, you know, it's going to look like in the near future um, for different types of content creators. Um, and, you know, but... Um, but I'll talk about other similar topics to this one. Uh, I don't want this to go on for too long. Um, I was going to try to make it shorter, but you know how I am. I just find new things to ramble on about, but I hope this was helpful and interesting, um, thought provoking, um, kind of wanted to take it into some other theories and see kind of what people think about censorship theories. Um, how people get censored, why do they get censored, um, is it okay for certain people to get censored for talking about certain stuff, when is it too far to provide certain types of content that's controversial, and what is considered, like, okay, you know, I think we all know the legal limits, And I think we all know, you know, what's going to get banned, what's going to get taken down, what's going to get flagged, what's going to get us in some kind of trouble with our job. I think we all kind of know what that looks like for the most part. Um, And most people are pretty good at not crossing those lines. And a select few do cross them. But I've never, I haven't seen that much of the talk about you know, what happens with the censorship. I've heard about class action lawsuits. And so I'm not sure if um, if a licensed professional is considered like a class. Like, I don't really know if that fits into like education and economic financial because uh, I don't know it's not a race it's not a religion but that would be a whole other question I guess Um, it's getting late it's almost 8.30 I gotta eat something I've got a slight bit of a headache I think it would help if I eat and then I'll record more after that but it's about it for now, and uh, thanks for listening.